family. Earlier this week, I was privileged to be able to give a presentation in the parish on Our Lady of Fatima. And so if you don't know anything about Our Lady of Fatima and the apparitions in Fatima in Portugal in the year 1917, go look them up, go read about it. It's pretty incredible. The things that Our Lady said to these three young kids. So it was a nine-year-old, an eight-year-old, and a six-year-old. Lucia was the oldest, Francisco in the middle was eight, and then Jacinta was the youngest at six years old. And so we know a lot about um, 1917, when Our Lady appeared to these kids, and we, we recognize a lot of the things that she said to them very quickly. But what's a little bit lesser known is that in the year 1916, the year before that, um, there was an angel that appeared to them three times in preparation for Our Lady's apparitions. And so all of these apparitions are church-approved apparitions. Their um, authentic authenticity has been um, uh, confirmed by the church. And so I just want to talk to you a little bit about the last apparition from the angel in 1916. So the angel appeared to them once in the spring, once in the summer, once in the fall of 1916. And the first couple apparitions were pretty straightforward, I guess. The angel appeared to them, told them to pray, told them to make sacrifices, things like that. But then the third apparition was a little bit different. The third time the angel appeared to them, he was holding a chalice and a host. All right, so he was holding the Eucharist before them. And then he left the chalice and the host suspended in the air, and he knelt down with the children to adore the Eucharist. And they prayed there for a while. So it's three kids and the angel all kneeling before Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. And then the angel got up and gave them communion. And what I think is really interesting is what he said to them as he gave them communion. He said, he handed them the chalice and he said, take and drink the body and blood of Jesus Christ, so horribly outraged by ungrateful men, repair their crimes and console your God. Take and drink the body and blood of Jesus Christ, so horribly outraged by, the, by ungrateful men, repair their crimes and console your God. And it's that last part that really struck my heart, that last sentence, repair their crimes and console your God. So imagine what this angel is saying, or think about what this angel is saying to them in that moment. He's saying this faithful reception of Holy Communion by three children with childlike hearts is something that consoles God. We understand that sinful things and, and blasphemous things, those are all offensive to the heart of God. But it's in a faithful reception of Holy Communion that we can actually console the heart of God, console the heart of Jesus Christ. What a mind-blowing thing that is, or at least it was for me when I heard it, this concept of being able to do something to make God feel better, right? And so we understand here, brothers and sisters, when we're here at Mass and we receive communion, we're truly receiving the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. And when we do it in a faithful way, when we do it with hearts that are open to Jesus Christ, and we're, we're willing to receive every great gift and blessing that he has for us, that's something that consoles his heart. And we should remember that when we're coming up for communion. We should remember that as we're preparing for Mass. We should pray well. We should open our hearts to Jesus Christ. We should go to confession so that we make sure we're free from mortal sin and we're worthy vessels to receive that Holy Eucharist. And so I think that's something that will really help our Mass experience is if we remember that when we receive communion, we're doing something truly great. We're receiving the greatest gift that Jesus Christ has for us. But I would also suggest to you, brothers and sisters, today that receiving communion isn't the only way. 
that we can console the heart of Jesus. But rather, I think we can do it every day, throughout the day. And so we see in the first reading today, we hear this beautiful story from the second book of Maccabees, these Jewish martyrs, essentially. These are Jewish people uh, suffering persecution from the Gentile government at the time, and they're willing to literally die before betraying God. They're willing to give their lives before they do something that is offensive to God. And we see that in that witness, that courageous witness to our God in all that we do, um, that we can also be consoling to the heart of Jesus. It's by staying faithful to Jesus Christ in every part of our lives that we will be consoling to him. And so Jesus wants us to be open and faithful to him, not just when we come to Mass, not just when we're praying at home, not just when we're reading the scriptures or praying the rosary, but in every part of life. Jesus wants us to be faithful to him when we're at work, when we're at school, when we're with our friends, when we're doing our chores, when we're participating in our hobbies, when we're experiencing temptation, when we're in a tough moment, when we're carrying a heavy cross. That's especially when Jesus calls us to be faithful to him and to surrender that moment. And if we do that, if we take that difficult moment and rather than letting it be an occasion for sin, if we turn it into that moment where we tell Jesus that we trust in him, we surrender to him, and that we're faithful to him, we will truly be consoling his heart throughout the day. And this is my hope for this parish, that we would be a parish full of people that are consoling the heart of Jesus throughout the day, every single day. And you know, sometimes we look at our day and we look at our calendar and we say, my gosh, I've got a million things to do today. How am I going to be holy today? Well, we take it one step at a time. And we simply say, Lord, I'm going to be faithful to you in this moment. I don't know what's going to happen yet. I don't know how I'm going to be faithful the rest of the day. But simply in this moment, I give my heart to you. And that's good enough. And we'll build on that. We'll grow in that. And we'll get better at it. And so I just leave you with this last image. Um, you know, especially you parents out there, imagine a young child, your young child coming up to you at the end of a tough day. You're all stressed out. You've got things going on. It's been a rough day. And your, maybe say a three or four year old child runs up to you and says, hey mom, hey dad, I love you. Can you hold me? Isn't that consoling in that moment? Even though if it doesn't make everything better, even though it doesn't make everything go away, it still helps your heart in that moment. And I would suggest that it's the same with our Heavenly Father. If we can just run to Him a few times throughout the day and say, Father, I love you. I give my heart to you. Please let me rest in your arms in this moment. That's going to be consoling to Jesus Christ. So let us not be afraid to run to Him, to give Him every part of our lives, and to be childlike before Him, so that we can always be pleasing to Him in all that we do, and console his sacred heart in every part of our lives.